Britain is about to witness the birth of robot wars. They're still making final adjustments. Three, two, one. Welcome everyone to Activate the Robot Wars podcast. We're going to be watching episode 5, Heat E, 2016. I am Benji, also the Hitman, along with, I didn't prepare any funny name for you, Robbie Harmlessly. Thanks. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You're welcome. (laughs) Okay. That's, uh, (laughs) okay. Do we just jump straight into the bots or do you have anything to say? We'll jump into the mailbag to start with. Let's dip into our mailbag. We have a non-existent mailbag jingle. Dip into the mailbag. That'll do. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Right, let's have a little look at what tweets and messages we've got this week. Um, Sabretooth tweeted us to show us some of the damage they dealt on Eruption, just to prove they didn't do no damage at all, which is nice. It's nice to see they got something off. And brutal, yeah. They left a bit of a mark. We've also got a tweet from uh, old ukulele Chris again. Our favourite. Awesome. <laughs> uh, another prediction from Ukulele Chris. He predicts Ironside 3 versus Pulsar as the final match of the night. Mm, okay, okay. So we'll remember that. And we'll, we'll remember yeah, that, yeah. yeah. We've actually got a nice a nice long email to go through with a few questions. Basically an interview. Right. I, I'm taking it as that. Brilliant. Fine. <laughs> Fire away. From uh, Daniel Leslie Marshall. So thanks for the email. So do you think there should be any mention of competing teams' past experience? Yes. In what way, though? And how much? Because remember, well, how much detail to go into? Yeah, or... you've got an hour show to fill up here. Yeah, that's true. Maybe just like as an infograph as they start waving oh, to the audience, right. you know, okay. has competed in Extreme and Free or whatever, you know. And... Okay, that's pretty good. Yeah, a yeah. little infogra- a little graphic yeah. that shows past experience. That's a pretty yeah. good idea, actually. Yeah. That stops it using valuable time showing off old non-HD footage during a HD show yep. where things start to look a little awkward. Big time. That's, that's okay. But yeah, I think main focus should be on the new. We can't go too nostalgic. No. Without you just mixing it too much. Let's just keep hold of the heritage, but let's not make it about it. Yes. Yeah. This, this isn't a 90s show. This is 2016 Robot Wars. So. so how do you think the final will work? Because there are only five robots going through. Well, there's not going to be five robots going through. There will be a wild card chosen. Thor. Probably going to be Thor. Thor. But we don't know yet what this show is going to bring. If any episode is going to bring a competitor for the wild card spot, it's this one. Yeah. You get what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. if Thor's not going through to into the wild card spot, it's going to be whoever's done well this next episode. So I don't think they've actually revealed on the show how the wild card thing's going to work yet. They haven't mentioned it. No, so really. we'll let them reveal that in the show. But yeah. I'd say Thor's looking pretty likely as things currently stand before episode five has aired. Yeah, before episode five has aired, if someone thought about it it's probably gonna be four if you don't think about it it's it'll be it'd be thor yeah so yeah there'll be there'll be six robots competing in the final is what we're saying it's not just five um four not the number but the bot go on finally what teams or personalities would you like to see back for future series what from this series I think um, from previous series, like from way before. So he mentions Rex Garrard, George Francis, the uh, Deator team, or Nemesis team. Oh, then the Nemesis team. Yeah, they were fun, weren't they? Yeah, let's get them back. 
Just, for what? Just so they can wear furry jackets again? Yeah. See, the thing is, part of me would like to see most of them back. There's not really been a team I've looked at and thought, I never want to see them again. But I think the main issue there is you've just got to treat everyone equally because mm. you can't have everyone coming back being an old face. There's got to be new faces coming into the scene as well. I'm sure there were probably a lot of old faces that applied to be in this series but didn't make it for whatever reason. Yeah. So, I like to think if Plunderbird team uh, <laughs> went to come back, <laughs> to come back they'd be welcomed with team. open arms. Oh, yes, now in like CG or something ridiculous. Oh, it'd be so cool. Yeah, they'd have to like do up all of their camo and shades and stuff. <laughs> just with little LED lights all over it. Yeah. All exactly the same. That's <laughs> just, just coming exactly <laughs> like nothing, standing in the exact same poses like nothing has changed. <laughs> That'd be awesome. But yeah, I mean, you know, Rex Garrett had great robots, but he, he's doing his own thing. They're all doing their own thing. If yeah. they want to build a robot and enter it, then I'd be happy to see him again, but not at the expense of new competitors. Plus, the it's different kinds of bots now, isn't it? From like the comical over the top ones yeah everyone's saying series. things like bring back chaos 2 but it would have to be chaos 3 at this rate or a very upgraded version mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Of, of these old robots like hypnodisc as well and then and the teams would have to be willing to put the money and time in to making a, essentially a brand new robot because you couldn't com- compete with the old robots they had so yeah thanks for the questions anyway it's always cool to thank you daniel to talk about something sort of the general robot wars topic yeah. not necessarily relating to the episode at hand Exactly. Let's move on to the competitors for this episode of Robot Wars. From knowledge, beast. Can they make it when their bot is flipping naked? From Darby, Chomperlot. Other bots looked like a boar, so I entered a dragon to win Robot Wars. Two weapons, two wheels, four teammates, all working together under aluminium plates. Believers gasped at the holy sight. The angel on two wheels rolled into the fight. What is that sound? From where does it come? It's infernal contraption and the sound of its drum. For fans of spinners, this one's a gem. At 1500 RPM. From Shropshire, Pulsar. Other robots bow and kneel at the howling sound of Pulsar's flywheel. From Norwich, Thermidor 2. Hungry competitors will find they get thinner. They won't be having lobster for dinner. (laughs) (laughs) I haven't slept in 48 hours. Oh my god. I'd just like to clarify that first. Yeah. Wow. Mm Mm-hmm. Wow. Wow. That was was beautiful. We should think... Have our end goal being all of <laughs> having a poetry book with, every, with one for every yeah. single my, uh, robot that ever competed. My Robot Wars poetry book. <laughs> poetry and corner. Audio <laughs> reading. Oh my god. Okay. So, shall we start from back from the top? Back from the top with Beast. Gentlemen, this robot to me looks like a naked robot. Everyone else has got like a, a word of it, hardox, this kind of hardened steel they use on tanks. Why does it have no armour? We have got some uh, solid steel bars and solid steel sections, but uh, we pack more weight into the uh, the flipper, the weapon. We've got a massive, absolute massive buffer tank, big weapon, and we've got to show it off by having no armour on. Best luck to Beast. Thank you. Beast. Staffordshire, 110 kilograms. No armour. Tell us about Beast. It does have no armour. It has a skeletal look instead, where it's just used um, this steel bar framework. 
that could work with a lot of weapons. They don't really poke and go into things anymore, if you get what I mean. So a lot of robots' weapons are just going to kind of hit, just the, gonna, hit the bars. They're going to bounce off the bars. Like you say, no one goes with like javelin-type weapons, really. I mean, we have seen in the past, but... Yeah, I mean, something with an axe would do fair, could do fairly well with a well-timed, well-aimed mm. strike. But I actually don't think... The lacking armor's too big of a deal. I think the steel bars still kind of count as some sort of armor. I do think the exposed wheels are probably more of an issue. Yeah, good point, good point. But as long as it stays forward-facing and doesn't get taken from behind at all, it should be all right in that regard. Hmm. It's got a very, very, very strong flipper. Yeah, yeah. They reckon they can flip 110 kilograms, so another competing robot, 10 feet into the air, which is nice. It would be a great visual if they do it. I don't think we've seen flips quite that high yet. We've seen some big flips, but 10 we've feet into the air? We've seen some proper launches, but I don't think we've seen 10 foot. That might just be talking big game, you know. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I say the wheels are the primary weakness. They previously competed with another robot. Do you know what it was called? Was it 8645T? 8645T. Wow, what a guess. I know. Well, how did you guess that? <laughs> Series 5 and 7. Yep, yeah. 8645T. Yeah. They've had some reasonable success. Um, they actually have two robots called Beast, and Beast 2, um, for whatever reason, was unable to compete in this event. They probably would have preferred Beast 2 being ready, because Beast 2 actually uh, ranked second in the Robot Wars competition oh. last year, behind um, TR2. So yeah, Beast came second to TR2. Well, Beast 2 came second to TR2. Beast didn't fare nearly as well, but Aww. that's what's entered into this one. But, I don't know, they could do fairly well considering it's a it's a pretty strong flipper. You know what I don't get? What? Alex, the driver of the team. Right. He works in 4D printing. What's 4D printing? So, you know 3D printing? Yeah. Are you going to add another dimension to this? So 4D printing is mm. like 3D printing, but better. Because it's 4. 4 is better than 3. Yeah. Well, 4 is better than a lot of robots. But I don't know what the fourth thing. dimension is. Maybe it's like moving parts? I don't know. Or smell? Smell. <laughs> <laughs> it prints smell. Yeah. We're going to go with that. I don't know. I haven't looked up 4D printing. I have heard of it. Chompalot. Here with Chompalot. So who is the boss of this robot? You with this helmet i'm guessing no he's a boss okay and so what do you do me i do the shiny sticky bat plastic and this time along with my nephew casey i've programmed the eyes so they've got different sequences LED light. brilliant okay well it looks beautiful what does it do well hopefully it'll be chomping on the opposition okay with this wherever we can get hold of of course and then pushing them around that's our usual style Okay, let's take your hat off while we talk technology. (laughs) It's a hydraulic ram. Okay. Which equates to about a ton coming down on the tip. Okay, so it's going to crush. We'll see what happens. Okay, and what about the wings? They flap when we activate the weapon to help us off right. Does that chompalot? Chompalot. You know the team name for chompalot? Is it Cookie Monsters? No. No, it is, it is, yeah. <laughs> I questioned my whole reality for a second then. There I worked so hard on all these researching stuff. <laughs> wondering why you wrote Cookie Monsters oh God, on God, this. What was I thinking? Were yeah. I thinking about Cookie Monster at the time? Yeah. Okay, so Chompalot from Cookie Monsters. Uh, a crusher with wings to self-right. 
It's and that dragon yeah. look to it. A cool dragon look, yeah. It's like a toy dragon, but a lot more dangerous with its hydraulic crushing mouth with three tons of force behind it and bulletproof polycarbonate plate armor. And it can self write using its wings. Yeah. That's pretty cool. It's disappointing, isn't it, really? Because you wanted it, it to fly. fly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If it took flight. Or by itself, without the assistance of Beast. <laughs> you're asking for... I mean, at this point, it's a, I wish it kind of, like, you know, laid ruin to nearby villages. That'd be better. <laughs> <laughs> Brief fire. <Yeah. laughs> it's capable of biting a brick in half. Wow. <laughs> I can't do that, nope. so I'm already impressed. <laughs> a brick of what, though? I'm guessing just a stone brick, but still. That's sort of like a, just a basic building brick. <laughs> a brick, brick block. Maybe. A brick of butter. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't need to specify the material. Has defeated Behemoth before. It saw some pretty decent success in um, some of the later series of Robot Wars, particularly Extreme. It's pretty good. It's a pretty good little machine. Shouldn't It shouldn't be um, written out at all. Mm. You know, just comparing it to the rest of the big name competitors in this round. But it could do well. It's kept the same kind of design that it had from before. But it is up- upgraded quite a bit. It doesn't mm. look a bit... A bit better now, which is good because it needs to be better now. We'll see how they do. All right, let's move on to crazy. Now, is that coupe? I don't know. Coupe? I don't know. Now, we've got this thing <clears throat> where we don't know how to pronounce coupe or coupe. So coupe? I don't think it can't be coupe. coupe. Crazy can't. coupe 88. It's probably crazy coupe 88, isn't it? Crazy coupe. It's crazy coupe, sure. Some of these robots look looks so polished, these robots, you know? Beautifully machined. And then you find one that looks like it really was built in somebody's shed. Was this built in your shed? Definitely built in the shed. <laughs> Fantastic, because it yep. does look like you just got some, you know, corrugated floor covering and just wrapped it around the end. Yeah, it's it's like a rat rod. We wanted it rusty and rustic, but it's what's underneath the three mil aluminium that's the good stuff. Your weapons on front and back, am I right? Yeah, horizontal spinner and a vertical spinner. How do you all know each other, by the way? Um, this is my son. Right. Are you, and am I right? You're driving today, aren't you? No, I'm controlling this now. We've you the, oh, you swapped it over. So yeah, you're controlling yeah, the weapon very, very Who's driving then? You're driving. Yeah. I'm now driving. You're, okay, cool. Yeah. This is your fiance. Yes. How far into the relationship did he tell you that this was going to be a big part of your life? Um, about two months ago. Two months ago? <laughs> wow. How long have you known him? Five years. Five years. Mm. So four years of not telling her, please. <laughs> Luring her, slowly setting the trap. Spinning your web, yeah. as it were. I kept the and when you had her, when you had the ring on the finger, out comes this. Yeah, basically. And now you're standing in a warehouse in Glasgow. Yeah. Love it. Crazy Coop 88. You're one of the less beautiful robots we have, mm-hmm. but I think you've got heart. Named after Kill Bill, Crazy 88, and a reference to Wacky Races. Yeah. Creepy Coop, apparently. Creepy Coop. Oh, well, now you've just found the pronunciation, surely. Well, I don't know. That's... Well, I'm taking your word for it now, man. It's a... <laughs> ah. uh, Barnsley. Bass. <laughs> I just randomly say Barnsley. I really enjoyed Wee. saying Barnsley then. I have no idea why, but it probably like belted out of me. Barnsley-based. Two spinners. That's a good choice. Spinners are in at the moment. A mm-hmm. big blade spinner, and then one more... I'd say more defensive spinner on the other side because yeah. it's more like a sort of saw. They reckon they can flip robots with that, um, with the vertical one because of the little uh, sort of teeth on it. Yeah. That'd be cool to see if it works. That'd be interesting. If it's strong enough. My issue with this one is I don't think they'll go far for one reason. Can you guess what it is? It's taken up most of the picture. Is it the glaring wheels? Yeah, those 
big, massive, glaring wheels. They've even been given a bright colour so that they really stand out as a target. I'm not sure how far they'll get. With them, it's going to be a case of they have to hit first. If they strike first, they could do a lot of damage with their spinners. Mm -hmm. Maybe they could take a fight. If they get hit first, they're losing a wheel and it's not going to go very well. And on top of all this, they're also flat-topped, which is always a bit of a bit of a mistake, really. It's an interesting one. It is invertible, so it can run both ways, mm. which is nice. So it should be okay if it's flipped, but I'm mm. more concerned of the wheels just being yeah. smashed up before they have a chance to really get going. Because this is going to be their pounding. issue. I yeah. mean, it's not one fight at the end of the day. In the however many fights they last for... They're gonna be hitting those wheels big time. All right. So I'd, I'd call these guys probably the most vulnerable in this heat. Definitely, it's a really interesting design. It's kind of out there a bit. They've not gone for anything that's got much flair to it. It's a pretty standard looking bot. Just two wheels, two big, glaringly obvious wheels. I think the wheels might. Yeah, you're not a big fan of those wheels, are you? I'm not a big fan of those wheels. Yeah. I'm not a big fan of those wheels at all. They might stand. They might, you know, might be really tough. Good point. Stand the test. We don't know. We'll soon see. Good luck, Crazy Coupe 88 slash Crazy Coupe 88. Gabriel. I think it's fair to say that Gabriel is the biggest we've seen on the show so far. It's certainly quite a large robot, yes. What does it actually do? Toby, can you tell me? So basically, when it goes forward, you go backwards and then it like flings a sword. So what, like whacks it down on the yeah. opponent? You do, you don't, you're not scared of anyone, are you? <laughs> no. Good luck, Team Gabriel. 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 Interesting robot. Mm, Oxfordshire based. Let's just jump straight to the cool bit. Interchangeable weapons much. Four interchangeable weapons. Four cool looking inter... These are probably second only to Glitterbomb's axe in coolness. A sword, a battle axe, a pickaxe and a sledgehammer. Does any other robot have a sword for a weapon? (gasps) They've or an, or a actual a battle axe. Axes, yeah, but has anything been described as a battle axe? A battle axe. Oh, because they've got battle axe and pickaxe. So they really actually can like assess the situation. As long as they get through the first round, mm-hmm. they can then adjust their weapon based on the individual opponent. Do you know what I mean? It's One of the great things about out. this robot is most robots that use this kind of design, the two wheels mm-hmm. working on an axis like that, what they rely on is suddenly changing the motor's direction so basically suddenly stopping and going another way mm. will swing the weapon yeah. you get what i mean yeah so basically they're just creating their own mo- mo- momentum momentum using torque yeah but i was gonna say that <laughs> they don't have to they yeah. can move the robot without the weapon moving and they can swing the weapon without the robot moving making this a pretty unique design mm. i don't know if i've seen another bot Designed like this, another Thwackbot, as they're called. Thwackbot, I saw that, yeah, that is the coolest. That's awesome. That actually can work, like, well, I say can work, like, we haven't seen it in action yet, but if it works that well, um, it could actually be pretty destructive and actually do a lot of damage. Let's talk about the big glaring weakness. What's the big glaring weakness? Got big ass wheels. They are big wheels, Mm. but they don't look too They don't look just rubbery. They've got a clear, solid kind of, you know, if they can hub to them. Stop being bent. If they can stay, yeah, in shape, then they should be fine. Yeah, they might not have as good control nope. over the te- over time, but I reckon it could be all right for them. I mean, a robot 
designed like this with this style in mind has to have very 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 strong wheels and this might be the only kind of future this design of robot has as we already saw before with in the first episode it was chimera uh, who had the similar design but mm-hmm. such big tiry wheels yeah, that yeah. they just got destroyed immediately each of the wheels is as big as a washing machine or as tall as one not as big as one <laughs> yeah, but if you look at the picture that is yeah, yeah that is they are pretty big they're pretty big yeah but they named their robot Gabriel because they want to be seen as one of the good guys. I really liked that. I thought that was pretty cool. I don't care it? how cheesy it is. I thought it was awesome. Everyone's trying to be badass these yeah, days. These so guys are trying to be good ass. Good ass. Good ass. <laughs> That's a, a team name. Saint. Of course it is. I thought I was going to catch you out then. Of course it is. Saint. Damn. Yeah, Team Saint. It's beautiful. They're going to be really great. They've got a couple of. They've got a bit of experience at live events as well. So yeah, it's not like actually... they're coming in completely without knowing what they're doing. I've heard of this robot and I've heard I've been told to keep an eye on it, so mm. that's interesting. Okay. And that takes us to Infernal Contraption. This is nice. Infernal Contraption. <laughs> Infernal Contraption. Yeah, yeah, okay, back. talk to me about this contraption. Uh, we have um, sewage pipe wheels, uh, all the electronics, motors, um, and everything inside the wheels. Right. We have three completely separate electrical systems. So we've got full redundancy, three sets of batteries, three motors, three radio receivers, the works. In it to win it. And then what about the spinner? Big spinning disc, big spinning drum thing, 16 okay. kilo drum, big spinning 1,000 drum RPM. And what about opponents? Is there anyone you're dreading facing? Ooh, we're not quite sure yet. We're, we just, we'll see what comes our way. Have you sussed them out? We, a little bit, just okay. sneakily. Good luck, Infernal Contraption. Cambridge-based and really strange-looking. <laughs> it looks like a tool. It's like something you find in a toolbox, but you don't know what it does. It's, it's, yeah, exactly. It you looks know when like, an expert pulls out their toolbox yeah. and they, it's all fancy and then it's got this... It's got that thing there. And you're like, what's that? And they go, oh, it's a schkomba. And you're like, Schomba. oh, yeah. <laughs> Recalibrates the alternative matrix. Come on, guys, pick up, pick up. It's, yeah, it looks like part of a bot. <laughs> you're right, <laughs> Do you know what it does. I mean? It looks like a piece of If robot. you got, like, another one and then put a shell on top, you'd have a bot. <laughs> you're but, right, it does. It yeah. looks like a piece of a robot. Yeah. The only way to describe it is it looks like a log, basically. They're going to they're well, gonna basically fight with a log. Is, it's made out of a sewage pipe. <laughs> I mean, come on. And the armour is 20 millimetres of sewage pipe. Wow. How much of a pounding can sewage pipe take? Well, I know it's plastic, but yeah. different types of plastic vary so much you just don't know. That's true. It could be pretty re- resilient to a lot of things. I imagine sewage pipes have got to be pretty strong. You don't want them breaking on you anytime soon. Not but then, really, no. It's not like they have to take that much of a beating from axes, spinners, yeah. and... <laughs> They're not regularly being attacked by spinners, no. Mm. So I'm not really sure how the armour will hold up. It looks like not much of it needs to be armoured in the first place, no. as a good portion of it is wheel and weapon. True. 86 and a half kilograms. So this thing's probably going to get some air time in when it gets flipped up in to the atmosphere. Yeah, it's a pretty lightweight robot. Yeah. I didn't have much to say. I thought I'd have more to say about but this robot yeah, being it's, that it's made of a sewage pipe. It's got some, well, at least the team have some history, don't they? Yeah, there's been more infernal contraptions. Mm-hmm. Um, all with a similar design. No real success. Nothing crazy going on. It's not, they're not a former champion or anything like that. But they might see. You might see something interesting happen. Could this be their year? Maybe. They have the steel yeah. drum weapon, a 16 steel kilogram drum. steel drum. Crazy. 
I don't know how they'll do with a lightweight robot against this lineup. This, uh, with this this lineup of flippers and spinners, it's really difficult. It is really mm. difficult, isn't it? Okay. I don't fancy their chances, but no. they could prove me wrong. If oh, they get yeah. past the the opening round, we'll see how they do in one on ones. Should we just move on casually? Yeah. Segways are weird. <laughs> 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 All right, uh now we'll talk about oh my I'm... god you give that a little thing it kind of looks like a segue doesn't it yeah without yeah. the important part so not only not only were we trying to segue into the next bit but you know we're kind of segue. talking about something that looks like a segue ironside three let's see if find a team who have high hopes of getting all the way to the final hello ironside they uh, it's very clear what you're what you're hoping to work with you've got this massive big arm here have you tested this yet no it's untested at the minute will it stay stable uh, we don't know. You know nothing about the power or capability of this robot. We know the power. Well, thanks for coming along. You know? <laughs> I mean, it's very beautiful. Now, what could possibly damage you? Nothing can damage us. We're, we're, we're worried about the mechanism falling apart when we hit something. Good luck, Ironside 3. Best of luck. Ironside 3, Nottingham. This is one mean-looking bot. It is a very mean-looking bot. Mm. A metre-long, 35-kilogram spinning blade. Good Ouch. This is going to cause a lot of yeah. damage, or this... at least it should if it gets a couple of good hits in. This may run away with the competition, to be honest. This is going to be a nightmare. Untested due to the danger it poses. But, I mean, it sounds silly, but wasn't that kind of what they were saying about Carbide? A couple of robots, mostly, no. almost all spinners. F- being afraid of what it's capable of. And, it's, I mean, a third of its weight near enough is mm. that big spinning blade. Exactly. Not going to be dragging its heels, though. It's got 12 miles per hour. So it's going to get through at a steady pace, you know. You do all right. Um, So the Ironside 3 team, which are called... Team Outlaw. Have participated with Velociripper and Mighty Mouse before. I'm kind of missing the the animal theme already. Why isn't it Iron... Tiger 3? You say Budgie. I don't know why, but... Iron Budgie. I don't know what, what... What animal can you relate the big spinning blade to? Yeah. Apache helicopter. That's a good animal. Yeah, that'll do. <laughs> uh, yeah, they've got loads of experience, which is going to play in their favour. But with the biggest spinning bar in the competition, they could take mm. it. And as I mentioned in my beautiful poem, 1500 RPM, that's going to be pretty nightmarish. Yeah. Uh, their, their one weakness, I'd say, is I guess they're a little bit weak from behind, but another thing... Perhaps the Flipper of Beast could do a bit of damage. If they get flipped into the air and they land on their spinning spinner, that could do damage to the spinner. And and to the bot itself. And to the bot itself, yeah. Mm. It may bend the spinner in a way that it can't spin properly anymore mm. without it hurting itself. So yeah. there are weaknesses, yeah. but it's going to take a lot to, to get at it, to do the damage, to weaken it. So we'll see how they do. If they can control themselves well, they, they could be a winner. Excellent. Let's talk about Pulsar. It's very much a feature of the season this year, that things that spin. And the prime example of that in some ways is going to be Pulsar. Now, I say that because I was way the other end of this building when I heard this god-awful hum start. Like it was like a fire alarm or something, yeah. or like some sort of siren. It wasn't. What was it? It's Pulsar's weapon. Uh, that's the drum going at its full speed, which is, we think, around 9,000 RPM. How is it going to go, Dad? 
Oh, we're going to wreck everything, including the arena, just no doubt. Really? Yeah. As a parent, and you're very proud I'm of what he's done here. It's lovely. I'm proud of the design, I'm proud of the dedication, I'm proud of all of it. Let's talk about Pulsar. Pulsar from Shropshire. Pulsar, or the robot everyone's talking about, sounds scary. So scary. So, so, so scary. Man, so let's start with the basics. 15 miles per hour and has sort of like a toothed drum is what everyone's trying to describe it as. It is a spinning toothed drum, 14.5 kilograms. The real dangerous part of it is it goes at 9,000 RPM. And it's a drum going at 9,000 RPM. 9,000 RPM. Oh, I can't even picture that. It's in danger of travelling through time. It's crazy. That's <laughs> uh, 220 miles per hour if it was left to wow. move on its own. Oh my god. <laughs> this is, is going to be brutal. Awesome. Anything that thing touches will just be shredded, surely. Um, it's also got... Uh, oh, I, just, I don't even know what to say. It's apparently something to behold. And I'm really looking forward to seeing it in action. Team Captain Ellis. Um, self-taught. Uh, through YouTube videos, and now runs a robot part company from his bedroom. See, I say it every single week, anyone can do this. Anyone you can do this. don't need a degree. You don't need any technical knowledge whatsoever to start off with. Just YouTube and Amazon and just order the parts. And a bit of common sense. A little bit for, of common sense. For God's sake, don't like put your face in a... 9,000 RPM spinning drum to test how it's going or anything along those lines. The fact that the guy's made it to a competition proves that he definitely has a drop of common sense. He is a survivor. Yeah. That's how I'm going to put it. <laughs> Apparently, opponents can be tossed into the air by the force of the weapon. Oh, it's going to be so cool. I cannot wait. Ah. I really can't wait. The, the rumblings, the, the rumours, the, the talking it, about this It robot. howls or squeals when it starts to pick up speed or something. I've heard it apparently sounds like an air raid siren. Oh, my God. Like, can you imagine? This is perfect. Oh, it's going to be so cool. This is a pretty serious robot. Have you seen what it looks like on the inside? No. That's worth noting because it's really tidy looking. And almost every robot I see, when they open it up, it's a it's, mess it's of wires. Yeah. It's yeah. everywhere. But this thing looks really ah. cool. It looks really good inside. Excellent. Which is nice. It just looks really well made in general. It does have some 3D printed parts as well. So everything's sort of perfectly put together. Mm. Like a jigsaw puzzle. But like a simple, easy-to-put-together one? Well, like a jigsaw puzzle that when you put it together could kill you. Ah, good point. One of those. I can't wait. All right, that takes us to Thermidor 2. Thermidor 2. Right, definitely the brightest robot on the night. Uh, We have given it a quick paint job, yes. What does the damage? Uh, Damage is done by the flipper, which is at the front, which is uh, full... Pressure, CO2. Wait, this is upside down. This is upside down, yeah. Are you confident? We're confident of something. (laughs) (laughs) What is that? We're going to lose. No, no, no. No, no, no. I mean, we're going to win. Because we're going to win. Thermidor 2. Thermidor 2. Named after a French lobster dish. Yeah, Thermidor. Their eighth series in a row. One of the longest standing teams in Robot Wars history. And one of the most legendary flippers. Yeah, they're pretty legendary. They've had really mixed results over the years. They've gone from being, you know, going through to finals to being beaten in first rounds kind of thing. But they've always been there. There was a Thermidor 1, which isn't much to take note of, where the claws of Thermidor 1 were, I think, the primary weapon. Mm. Now they're just there for decoration. Because Um, it is a flipper now. 
is a flipper with everything compact in that what looks like a very small robot but it is 110 kilograms still so it's so it full is, weight yeah it's full weight i think they note their weakness is the fact of how um com- well yeah compact the design is if, if they get pierced they could so if something goes through the armor it's immediately going to come into contact with something important yeah basically. pretty much there's okay. there's no there's no give to any of this it's no. it's it's all or nothing really here. but at 15 miles per hour they should be okay nipping away from things quite quickly and with their experience, I mean, these guys have fifteen plus years of experience with this with this robot with this design. I mean, it's got new parts, it's upgraded and whatnot, but with this robot, essentially, it once flipped Behemoth and Stinger out in one battle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, these are pretty good. That's pretty crazy. Out yeah. of the arena, that's they can lift up to two thousand three hundred kilograms. Oh. So even boasting, they can lift a hundred. These can lift 2,300. Mm. I doubt they can flip 2,300 kilograms 10 feet into the air, but who cares? if they can? F- I'm sure they can flip a, a robot quite far. These guys could do fairly well just based on experience. Yeah. I don't know how much they compete nowadays, though, or not. I don't know if they're big in the scene now. I know they had to kind of scramble together to upgrade this robot for this series, but it's, it's nice seeing Thermidor 2 there because, mm-hmm. like I said... They've pretty much always been there, and therefore it, it's just fitting to have them back for the for the return. See, this is where we aren't talking about retro stuff or nostalgia. We're talking about heritage here. Yeah, this is some mythology around the Robot Wars universe. It's a familiar face for this, like for this heat. We've got a very familiar face here mm. in Thermidor, which is which is really cool. Uh, I've just noticed th- I've never really had a good look at Thermidor's face, but does it have like? Really glaringly Nosferatu-style... It has got Nosferatu fangs, hasn't it? Yeah, like proper vampire teeth. Where did they get that from? I've always found that really unsettling, the Nosferatu Yeah, everything Nosferatu is really unsettling. We could do a whole podcast about that sort of thing in itself. (laughs) It's really... Ah, that's really odd, though. It's like it's took vampire face and put it on a lobster, which is Which is not what what a lobster normally looks like. No, they usually... I imagine their mouths are quite... Well, you know, they're a shellfish, insecty kind of. Yeah, just tiny with mandibles and yeah, things to thing. bring things I in. I suppose that really. wouldn't make as good a visual. I don't know. Now it? I'm grossed out by that as well, so I don't know which one I prefer. The wheels are exposed, but they look like hard wheels, not tirey or anything like mm-hmm, that. So mm-hmm. I imagine as long as they're pretty tough, they'll be fine with those yeah, wheels. I should think so. Well, that leads us on to prediction time. Who do you think are the two robots going through to the final bout? This is a hard one. This is a really difficult one. I'm going to go with Pulsar in the final versus Ironside 3. Okay. So okay. you're agreeing with what ukulele Chris yep. said. Yeah, I think he's on the ball here. And I think that... I'm going to say Pulsar's going to take it. I'm going with the majority crowd answer. Okay, I'm gonna, yeah. I'll am gonna. i go with something different then. Even okay. though I think that's what will probably happen. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go ahead and say something crazy happens, yeah. like it'll be Pulsar versus Gabriel in the final. And Gabriel will take it in a major upset. Major upset. I think we will see at least one major upset. Maybe not necessarily in the final battle, but I think we will see Usually something crazy Usually the happen. upsets happen in the, in the four-way because it's so chaotic that even a great bot could accidentally end up in the wrong place yeah, at the wrong time. you can't keep your eye on three other robots at the same time. Exactly. So... I'm going Gabriel Gabriel Pulsar. You're going Pulsar Ironside 3. I'd say you're you're the one I'd bet on if it was money mm. on it, to be honest. 
but I think we could both agree Pulsar's probably going to do quite well. Awesome. <laughs> I hope it does. If if all this hype behind Pulsar's happened and you hear it, and you're like, oh my God, oh my God, it just goes drive straight into the pit or something. It just immediately stops working. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Nightmare scenario. Or just inexplicably falls to pieces just before anything's happened. <laughs> Activate. <laughs> <laughs> and then that's it bursts <laughs> it's been so fast that the, it shoots off and it's just oh the crowd's like oh, oh pulsar why <laughs> let's see how it goes though i can't yeah. wait all right let's uh let's watch it okay we've uh just finished watching it <laughs> like like this show couldn't get any more dramatic oh my god that was insane Gah. wow yeah what television that was pretty cool oh man let's just start uh running through it okay so let's start right at the beginning shall we beginning of the episode beginning of the episode you know of of beyond your uh standard opening sequence oh what dara and angela just walking us through the pit and the arena and yeah, and all that kind is of that thing. the same footage every time, or do they re-record it individually? I I've never really. Yeah, I haven't thought about it. I haven't compared. We'll have to go back and have a look at that. Yeah, because that's really, I'd be a about, bit fed up, really, at that point, of explaining a, the bloody arena. It's about a nerdy thing to do. Yeah. Go through each episode and see if they use the same footage. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and backstage, and it goes straight to Pulsar. Yeah, it goes straight to Pulsar. Mm. And what's the first thing you notice about Pulsar? That sound. Yep, Dara says he could hear it from across the place. I believe it. Yeah. Oh, it is like an air raid siren. Oh, it's Mixed with just machinery humming. It's just just so intimidating. Yeah. Oh, it's unbelievable. It's cool. Real cool. Great intimidation tactic as well. And whilst Dara is interviewing Pulsar team, Angela goes over to Chompalot and uh <laughs> pretty much like a wizard standing yeah, after there. about like 20 seconds of talking to them she's a bit fed up with the dumb hats and makes them take them off <laughs> i love the way angela just does this backstage where she smiles politely but she's like take the hats off now <laughs> it's like, okay sorry angela okay. so it's a theatrical robot it's it, come on it looks like a dragon it's so yeah act that way it's, why exactly not? so they're dressed as medieval people yeah it's cool it's cool Inside three just more seem worried about how untested their robot is. More than so anything. untested, so untested, super untested. They yeah. were going to test it once, but then they didn't. So it's not tested. So it's totally not tested. Not a tested robot. Why was Fermidor in pieces? It wasn't. It was upside down. They were just working on it. Ooh, that's all right then. I thought they were given like each individual panel a spray or something. I don't, oh well, I guess yeah. Some of it was taken off. I guess maybe they were doing their paintwork then. I don't know. It's just the way the whole thing kind of looked like it was in pieces on the table, and the only thing he could say is, "I think we're going to lose." So they wheel out each so individual like, piece. Seemed, it just seemed like like a really like bad start. Really, yeah. Well, they did seem confident in their loss. So yeah. Ah, let's talk about the first four-way. Tonight's first group battle will feature Champalot, Ironside Three, Pulsar. And Thermidor. Yeah, we get their uh, each of their little introductions. Do you notice the Ironside Three guy was the air guitar Ironside thing? Or was it an air guitar thing? Yeah. I, I no, noticed... it's like because it's supposed to be a spinner thing. Oh yeah, I get it. He's bar, trying to spin it. it like he like he was trying to control it with a Wii controller and just kind of went a bit over the top. <laughs> Maybe that's how it works. <laughs> oh, that'd be amazing. Or at least he has they to told spin him it that. manually with a Wii controller. Here, hold this and uh, just do spin stuff with it. it. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, that was that was cool. Like I like the way like every now and again you've got a team that has a dance or an action to go with their team. Yeah, it's always the you best. Know? Yeah, just like jazz hands for Apollo. They didn't have much choice in that, but nonetheless. Oh, that was cool. And the house spot is shunt. Oh yeah, shunt. Good old shunt. So the match starts. Shunt kind of has something against Chump a lot, by the looks yeah, of things. Straight yeah. straight in there. Um, pretty brutal. Yeah, it is pretty bad. And uh, Thermidor two <laughs> doesn't do a lot. I think it gets hit once and that's possibly it. Possibly by Pulsar. And then they're chomped for a little bit. And then they can't move. Do you reckon it was like one hit link out done? Possibly. I don't really go into too much detail as to why they were immobilized, mm. actually. So I don't know what immobilized them, but it didn't take much force. Remember, they are very compact. So one big hit yeah. could loosen anything and crack anything. Any damage it takes is going to be major damage at the end of the day. Bit of a shame we didn't get to see it flip some things around, though. That's true. That's true. Pulsar also not very active. Pulsar have taken a big hit from Ironside 3, which has kind of buckled the back, uh, one of their wheels a bit. Uh, some of the armors now pressing into a wheel and causing it to not be able to move. So now they're on one wheel, and Ironside 3 also take a massive chunk off Chompolite. It's just one of the armor plates. It doesn't cause crazy, crazy damage to start with. Mm. But the fight from that point onward is Chompolite versus Ironside 3, and Ironside just slowly dismantle Chompalot. <laughs> just charging in every now and again and taking a chunk out, yeah. Oh, well, do you see Chompalot's crusher, like the head of the dragon by yeah, the end yeah. of it? It was like... Mangled. It's supposed to be vertical. It was completely horizontal. It had like a 90 degree yeah. bend in it. There was almost nothing left exactly. after the annihilation from Ironside's massive spinning blade. So inevitably, it goes to the judges and... Ironside free and Chompalot are put through. And I was sitting there and I was like, but Pulsar didn't even get a look in. <laughs> they just barely, they sort of span around on the spot for a little while. You didn't see much of what they did in the first place and that was it. Just silently motioning towards the TV, like willing them to actually move. That was a bit sad, really. I can't say I ever saw that coming. No, no. Really good opening match, though. Yeah, really strong opening yeah, match. Everyone got damage. I was going to say everyone got a thing in, but uh, Thermidor didn't get anything nope. in. Post-match, Chompalot is nearly completely destroyed. They battered. may as well just make a new robot. It's so they unfortunate. They were battered. Absolutely oh, torn to pieces. Yeah. That's yeah. about it. That's really. about all they get... had, yeah. Uh, Pulsar, yeah, starts going to detail about their wheel problem and, yeah. you know. And Ironside are in pretty good shape. Uh, Thermidor are... Ignored, which is a shame, really. Give them a bit of time. Give them a little bit of explanation time would be nice, but, you know, I suppose they're in a rush. (laughs) Get their lose, leave. (laughs) Lose and then get out, yeah. What a shame. Aw. Next four-way, and we've got Beast, Crazy Coop 88. Yep. uh, Gabriel and Infernal Contraption. Crazy Coop 88 looks like it was built in a shed, says Dara. Accurate garage, description. Yeah, it, yeah. That's what kind of... That, yeah. yeah, it does look like something someone's plonked together. Yeah. It looks like it's made of uh, spare parts, or spot, parts yeah. you find in a scrapyard, that kind of thing. Just bits and pieces as opposed to things specially made for it. Yeah. No access to uh, bits and pieces that were made in uniform, No access really. to 4D printing. Where, <laughs> 4D printing. Lines, yeah. If only. Being able to teleport between dimensions would be useful. Gabriel is massive. 
Gabriel's huge. Like huge. ridiculous. Like huge. it is much bigger than all the other bots. By a long way. And it's very, mm. very clever design because it's kind of... The wheels act like just... They're like shields. They're like two big shields, but they're so huge that the body of it's so raised that most things can't ever hit the can't body Can't ever hit it, it. Yeah. yeah. They can only ever hit the wheels. So the only thing that has to be really sturdy are the wheels. Exactly. Which is incredible. And they seem to not... Like I say, they're, they're made out of such a tough material that damage is quite difficult, really. Yeah. They don't take much of a pounding I don't know what throughout the entire competition. Of, just think that you'd look at those wheels and they just look thin mm-hmm. and plasticky and you think, oh, they'd build, they'll just be yeah, I thought they were going to shatter the wheel, but nope. Yeah. Anyway, so it cuts to the match and the house spot is dead metal. House spot is dead metal. Dead metal. Brutal dead metal. Oh, yeah. I mean, how long does it take Crazy Coop 88 to be eaten by dead metal because they're immobile? Yeah, I that, barely, that's all happened really quickly. I barely started writing something. I looked up and Crazy Coupe 88 were done. Beast flipped Crazy upside its head. Uh, dead Metal got involved. And, and then it was horrific, basically. Yeah, Dead Metal just slowly feasted mm. in the corner. It did. It killed. Killed Crazy 88. Pit goes down in the meantime. And Infernal Contraption just sort of dives into it. <laughs> The thing with internal contraptions, they can't seem to keep control of themselves. No, no, because they were seriously just going towards the pit. They had plenty of time to change trajectory, you but they couldn't. going towards the pit as if they were driving in a straight line. It just sort of bounced yeah. randomly, like on a different part of the robot each time it hit the ground. It just sort of bounced its way over to the pit. Mm. I think the problem there is they've got those two wheels mm. and then the spinner's going. Yeah. But because the robot's so light and... The spinner makes up so much of it. Mm. It's not very well grounded. And the end result is it almost acts like a third wheel spinning at incredible speeds. Yeah, yeah. And it keeps hitting the ground. And every time it hits the ground, it flies up into the air. And then their wheels are going and they move a bit. And then their spinner hits the ground. And it's it can't control very well at all, unfortunately. If you consider a house robot as uh, environment, this was pretty much two environment murders, really, wasn't it? Yeah, Gabriel didn't have to do much, no. to be honest. They just sort of had to survive by walking over everyone. Yeah, which is of a massively tall man with long legs stepping over the crowd. And, yeah, what a, what a strange and brilliant analogy. <laughs> it's really, it's just, that's what it was like. <laughs> yeah, it was. Like I say, it's they like on stilts. They just, they're above everyone else. I mean, Housebot took care of Crazy Coop, mm-hmm. and then the pit took care, well, I suppose... In a way, Infernal Contraption took care of itself. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And then just leaves Gabriel and Beast with a whim. So, Gabriel's team captain, is that a costume, or is he just eccentric? What, the steampunk kind of look? Kind of, like that. It's Wearing like, the yeah. goggles and the long jacket. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It looks cool. It, but like then the, the, like all the sons are just dressed like... with like the hoodie on or the jumper or yeah, the t-shirt with a logo on. Like they're like, so come brilliant. on, dad. <laughs> <laughs> I think he looks cool. I like it. <laughs> I like it when they dress up. That's so great. Gabriel and Beast pick up the whim. Yep. Deservedly so. I mean, mm. they didn't kill themselves. So yeah. that's the, the environment didn't swallow them. <laughs> yep. yeah, yeah. They, they managed to basically stay still and not get in too much trouble for exactly. the allotted time. Nice and easy. And backstage, Gabriel is A-OK. Yep, everything's absolutely fine with Gabriel. Beast is basically absolutely fine. Yeah. Um, I'm liking these damp 
more damage reports now. Yeah, we like to know what's happened. Yeah, and yeah. yeah exactly Specifics. what's happened. Yeah, because it makes oh, it makes everything seem a little more interesting. But when you when you know what's happened, it's almost like you know what the risks are of certain going into the next matches. It's mm. interesting. You you know you know where the weaknesses are, exactly. or you know what can go loose, or what can happen, or or why as well. Exactly. Another sweet tidbit: uh, Team Storm helping Chompalot. Team everyone helping Chompalot. Yeah, everyone it's, came to Chompalot. Everyone's aid. coming cool. to Chompalot's yeah. aid. Like it's. Like an emergency surgery happening. Yeah. They've gone into theatre and there's just hundreds of these engineers <laughs> All looking around. down on yeah. poor Chompalot who's missing pieces and opened up. I thought that was cool. I mm. liked that. They're just desperately trying to put it in a usable state. <laughs> Which leads us on to Gabriel versus Chompalot. Yeah. We get uh, a little mini dock of Gabriel which ends with the fantastic phrase, fear us. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Dramatic. The guy is very dramatic, isn't he? He's, yeah, it was really cool. Yeah. I really liked yeah. his, that whole monologue going on there was, was fantastic. Sean Plot's just kind of, this is kind of nice. They met online. The sci-fi chat room. And uh, yeah, he was like, I'm going to make a Robot Wars robot. And she was like, yep. She was like, swoon. <laughs> and uh, been together ever since, I assume. That's great. Yeah. I Man, that's really got to cool. be the only time that's ever happened. <laughs> In a sci-fi someone's chat gone, room, like, I'm making a Robot Wars robot. And then the woman's gone, that's mine. That's my mail. That's my mail. <laughs> Going for it. <laughs> oh. Yeah, so Gabriel versus Chompalot. Yep, now Gabriel assumed Chompalot won't be able to get a grip on their elevated body. Mm. And think it'll be a fairly easy case. Well, I say easy. But it should just be a case of smashing up a bit. Yeah. And Chompalot won't be able to do anything. Yeah. But the first thing Chompalot do in the fight, to their credit, is get a grip on Gabriel's yeah. body. Get a bite. I think what what it is, is because of the way Chompalot's designed, is it's not just the top part of the crusher. Mm. It's it's our, our mouth, essentially. Similar to Razor, which has the, the sort of ramp going up into yeah. the crusher. They have a little sort of ramp part. That leads into the leads actual grip. Into the yeah. crusher. So they, they are able to use that to kind of get a hold of Gabriel. Unfortunately, yeah. Chompalot's grip is nowhere near what it should be thanks to the damage they've taken. So all they can really do yeah. is hold on to Gabriel. And Gabriel being such a bouncy... Like, is it a man on stilts? A skillful man on yeah. stilts is the perfect analogy for it. Maybe like tying yourself to the back of a Formula One car and hoping it works out, you know? Yeah, you just... They get pulled around going. the arena and pretty much straight into dead metal. Who absolutely lays into Chompalot? What did Chompalot do to upset the house bots? Um, I don't know. Took the theme of a dragon. Maybe they just have a, a thing with that. Maybe they're like, you know, so kill lots of knight. He don't like dragons. Yeah, so you know, knights slay dragons. Exactly. So and then so Killalot is in control of the house robots. Yeah, they're like his posse. So yeah, they're all anti-Chompalot because they need to slay a dragon. So he's like, dragon, not in my arena. Yeah, exactly. Get him dead metal. <laughs> there you go. That's Brilliant. that's what happens. That was cool. I liked it. That was a good story. Well done. So um, after that horrifying event, mm-hmm. uh, there's a wheel down on Chompalot. They seem to be only moving on one wheel, as um, clued in by the spinning on the spot, as yep. usually happens. Uh, they seem to be doing pretty damn well of avoiding Gabriel's hits, considering 
all the stuff that's happening to Chompelot, all the damage they've taken, the <laughs> fact that they're just being destroyed, they're yeah. now a wheel down, and they're still managing to dodge and try and put up a fight. It should have been one-sided completely. They're, they're trying their hardest. They're dancing and they're dodging right up until getting onto the floor launcher plate. Yep. Whatever, however that floor launcher is controlled, if it's controlled manually by a person... <laughs> One Perfect cruel timing. <laughs> Perfect timing, because Chompelot mm. go right on it, and they're launched yeah. into the Ten sky. Ten feet in the air, comes crashing down hard, game over. They're done. Uh, the batteries are in a bad state, because you can see the smoke coming yeah, out. The smoke starts batteries, to pour out of them, uh, which is what they do. Yeah. Well, lithium polymer batteries, get them too hot, bash them around too much, anything, and they are known to start... Yeah, setting a light and uh, yeah, getting into a pretty bad state. You've got to have them well guarded. But my favourite moment comes when they are doing the decision. Not the decision, there's no deciding to do. <laughs> when they're announcing and during the announcement, they turn to face the arena again where Chompelot has now ignited. That's and not the best fire part Fire is going of it. everywhere. The best part of it is, is as the guy behind Chompelot is standing there, he literally says... Oh no, I'm sure we can get it back into working oh order. And then it catches fire as if it was You couldn't make this up. That is a it's, piece it's of comedy right there. It's still good, it's still good, it's on fire. <laughs> yeah, it's still good, it's still good. <laughs> I'm uh. <laughs> Oh my god. It was it was a natural moment of awesome comedy timing. The the dragon goes out in flames. Yeah. In fact they have to take it outside the arena and uh well, yeah, the smoke is yeah. filling up the arena really it's, quickly. You, you can't know, see anything. It it looks like a dry ice machine is setting off. Mm. There is so much smoke coming out of it. And they had to get the rescue team out there to yeah. go put out the fire. To drag it out of the arena. Drag it's it pretty out much a hazard now. You see the parts of it there melted and Brutal. charred and yeah. burnt and black. Team are in tears. T- yeah, it's, yeah. it's in, on one hand, it's a horrible way to go because your robot is is very dead. That's going to take a lot of work to get back in working order. As a matter of fact, most of the important parts are going to need replacing. Really, it's only mm-hmm. going to be the pieces that they can fish out that aren't yep. destroyed that will be back onto the robot. They're basically going to be making a new robot now. But at the same time, at least they can say it, it wasn't a fluke. They, when they, it took an ex- basically, it took an explosion to take them out. That's what it takes to take out a chomplot. An explosion of fire and smoke. Yeah. The most dramatic way to exit a competition. Like, you're going to remember Chomp a lot. You're always going to remember the dragon that caught fire and had to be escorted out of the building. And they never stopped fighting either. No, no, they went for it. That should have been, Gabriel goes over to them, hits them once, they're immobilised, dead. They kept on going and going Every time you thought, that's got to have immobilised them, they start chasing Gabriel around again. I was honestly expecting it to start getting up and going around on fire with smoke coming out. (laughs) Still chasing Gabriel around somehow. Yeah, it's still somehow doing it. So massive credit to the yeah. team for just managing to keep that machine going despite being annihilated. Mm. And essentially they were controlling just pieces of a robot by yeah. the end of it. It was cool. But that leaves the judges to decide on a replacement. Yep. So since Chompelot cannot get repaired in time, there needs to be a replacement from the same um, four-way match. Uh-huh. So that leaves two choices, as obviously two people went through before. Uh-huh. And those two choices are either Thermidor 2 or Pulsar. Ooh, I wonder. <clears throat> hmm, who do you think's going to go? 
So Pulsar's back. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, Thermidor 2 didn't do a, a thing in that match. So uh, all Pulsar had to do was... Pulsar didn't do much, but they did something. And that was what's important. Plus, it was a very impressively built robot to begin with. So it was someone you wanted to see more of Pulsar than Thermidor anyway. But that means Pulsar, because they take Chompalot's place, technically speaking, um, they take um, Chompalot's points as well, which is zero because yeah, they lost. It's unfortunate, so really, isn't it? <laughs> basically, Pulsar have now got a handicap of only being only going to have two matches mm-hmm. when they go in as opposed to three. So they've got to win very, very, very decisively and heavily for the next two matches they have. But the next match is Beast versus Ironside 3. We get the Beast mini-doc, and there basically th- they're worried about the exposure. There's lots of wires on display, which is what we've already talked about. You know, there's if anything can get in there, it can easily dislocate something. Sort of purist roboteering mentality, like they they build robots. And yeah, that's how it is. Oh, definitely, they take themselves very seriously as a team. Ironside, <laughs> that was weird. Yep. <laughs> Ironside, uh, they have got buckets of experience. Yeah, pretty much it. Which is, you know, they're they're going to be their secret weapon, other than the obvious. But other than the massive other than the obvious weapon, weapon. <laughs> the massive blade that weighs thirty five kilograms. <laughs> Which leads us into Beast versus Ironside Free with House Robot Sir Killalot. Yeah. Good old Sir Killalot. Yeah. A lot of this match consists of Ironside 3 hitting Beast. And to be fair on Beast, for having no armor, that steel framework holds up pretty well. Well, what Ironside were doing was quite clever because they were actually staying the hell away from Beast at first. They were dodging and staying in the far corners whilst the spinner picks up speed, and then they went back in. Yep. And then what was it, the second or third run-in, and the tyre just got torn the tire. off. They get the tyre gets beast. wrecked. And without that tyre, uh, the wheel's a bit buckled as well, like mm. the, whole, the whole thing. So without that, they can't move. Yeah. So they lose. That's it. It's a pretty decisive victory for Ironside. But credit to Beast for having no armour. They just faced a spinner. And it was only the wheel that took damage. Yeah, those true. The steel bars actually did a fair job of keeping the internals safe. It's good. So good old beast. Not won a match yet, but not no. too damaged. Still a great design on a robot Very as interesting well. design. Yeah. It's like a, a climbing frame that could kill you. <laughs> <laughs> so move on to the next match. All right, Gabriel versus the, Ironside. The unique Gabriel versus Ironside. Now, I thought going into this, well... Goodbye, Gabriel's wheels. Like, surely they'll be annihilated. We by keep Einstein. telling, yeah, exactly. We keep telling ourselves that. Surely, Gabriel's wheels are so on display, and they're just wheels. Well, Gabriel team go with battle axe. They go with their battle axe. Battle axe, which is sort of two instead of one long sword. I mean, even the sword doesn't look like a sword. It's more like one long curvy blade. Yeah. Instead of that, it's a. It's just kind of got an axe head. With two point, like a double axe head, so that's yeah. the battle axe point of it. But the point they're trying to make is to use their battle axe to hopefully get a precise shot on the spinner and do some damage to it, or at least prevent it from yeah. being able to get if out to full speed. If that gets wedged in, it will stop it, which is a fair plan indeed. Yeah. Problem being, Ironside Free is running about like crazy. Very and fast. A very and- small target. 
very fast, quite well controlled. Gabriel, I mean, their thing is that they sort of bounce all over the place and mm-hmm. like a big, just this lanky machine flopping around all over mm-hmm. the place. But Ironside, they constantly hit Gabriel's wheels. Yeah. And the wheels, they bend, they twist, they go completely out of shape. And then almost like they're made of something elastic straight back into they a perfect circle fine. yeah and they're back just and then gabriel just returns control do you know what i mean it never actually starts to lose at its one point aim. like i swear ironside three get a really big shot off and mm. gabriel goes on its side onto a wheel and i swear that wheel bends 90 degrees mm. and it just flips straight back into its place doesn't stay bent and still it doesn't shatter it doesn't like almost no pieces of gabriel come off i mean a lot of it is just ironside hitting Gabriel and Gabriel plodding on or yeah. flopping on or just exactly. sort of bouncing but around. He seems to be like he's trying to hit him but it's like whack-a-mole. Yeah. He just can't seem to just nail it just right. Gabriel end up in Killalot's corner. Killalot tries to do his you know his old thing on him pick him mm. up and all that but he can't seem to really Not really. I mean he seems to get them onto the fire pit for a bit. Well Gabriel's as big as Killalot thanks to the wheels. Yeah, and it yeah. sort of engulfs Killalot with the wheels. You don't see much of Killalot. No. But he does kind of trap him on the fire pit. I think because they have they don't really have tires, they have pieces of tires seemingly glued onto the yeah, around yeah. the edge of the wheels. And as they're coming off, it's creating more and more control problems for Gabriel, and I think one of those parts gets kind of wedged onto the flame grill. It, it seemed like maybe some of the rubber had melted down into the grill. Possibly, yeah. Something's keeping them stuck on the grill yeah. for a while. They got gripped on that for a bit. But the problem is, the for the whole match, Gabriel can't land one 100% clean shot on Ironside. No, they can't seem to get much... No, they don't get much aggression out at all. It's mm. more them surviving. Yeah. Ironside hit them, Gabriel survive. Yeah. Ironside hit them, Gabriel survive. But they're slowly coming apart, mostly just the tyre... It's in the wheels and stuff, but does it go to the judges in the end? It goes, it goes to, to the, the judges, judges, and the judges go with Ironside free. It was a given. And Gabriel's actually taken some damage backstage. A little bit, but nothing yeah. major. Nothing major, no. Nothing major. Gabriel seems in fair shape, considering what they just took on. Mm. I mean, if you saw a machine take on Ironside 3, you especially taking that many hits, you'd think it'd be taken out of the arena in a bin bag, but not yeah. this time. Though. Gabriel stay in pretty good shape. So onwards and upwards. We'll get a little pulsar dock. Yeah, we get pulsar docks. Doc. It's, yeah. it's their first uh, official 1v1 fight. Exactly. 20-year-old Ellis, all self-taught. Yep. Really great. Really cool. Really smart kid. Bedroom yeah. bot, basically. He's yeah. just made this machine almost thin air. It's like, he was like, oh, I'm going to build a robot, watch some YouTube videos, yeah. and learn how to use everything. And then suddenly had a business and has made this amazing robot with this really unique and extremely strong weapon. Pretty cool, really. Yeah. And it really does enforce the idea that anyone can do this. That's the big thing. Yeah. So how does the match go? Well, Pulsar versus Beast. You hear the siren noise. One massive hit from Pulsar and Beast is dead. Yeah. That's that's the whole match. The whole match. Beast don't get anything off. Um, Beast seemed to have some issues to start with anyway. Once Pulsar get to full speed, it's one big shot, but it hits them twice with that big shot. And, yeah, and Beast because of the just... way it spins around underneath. Because it yeah, scoots it underneath. underneath Beast, and then the drum is going underneath, which is probably where you could do a hell of a lot of damage. Yeah, because it just grinds at them. Yeah. And then Beast, they're immobilized so quickly. 
Post Pulsar are having drive issues. Um, apparently, they seem to be cutting in and out of um, of not power, but almost like their radio keeps cutting in and out. Yeah, they, they, strange, they seem yeah. to just lose it intermittently for some reason. Mm. And uh, Beast, in the end, the big hit um, caused them to lose their link. Without the link, no power. Beast are gone. Yeah. Well, I say Beast are gone. They're not gone. Beast have. No, I think they are gone, actually. I don't know if they could. Yeah, yeah Beast are technically gone because they cannot get enough points now to put themselves in the final. But yeah. they do still yeah. have a match coming up. They still have a match to come up. A pride match, but still. Well, exactly. So backstage, yeah, they confirmed the link came out. And that's it. Mm hmm classic way to go out of a match and a huge credit for pulsar showing off just the might of the drum yeah that's the way you that's the way you come back after being eliminated in the first round there's a bit of pressure on you when the judges decide your robot is the one coming back that's how you prove they made the right choice by eliminating a very good robot with one shot next fight beast are back but time to face gabriel <laughs> how can Ga- how can Beast fight Gabriel? I mean, what well, if they do? <laughs> you remember where Gabriel couldn't get a shot on Ironside to save its life? <laughs> they make up for yeah, that this big is, time. This is the polar opposite. Gabriel just wails on Beast for pretty much the majority of the match. They sort of mount Beast. Mm. They could, they use the wheels to get a complete cover on Beast. They just yeah. totally engulf Beast. And the wheels are either side of Beast, exactly. whilst the sword is just smacking it constantly. Beast just doesn't really move. But Gabriel, in an act of mercy... Kind of just stops stop. hitting for a bit. They and, no, they stop hitting like entirely. But, but they Well, it's weird. They made some really strange choices in this match. Firstly, they activated the pit. How is Gabriel going to get another bot into the pit? I suppose theoretically, if the weapon is down, mm-hmm. they could hook it and use that to push a completely immobile robot. We would have to be because mm. anything that can move won't be able. Will, will easily be able yeah. to get out of that. But yeah, you're right. It's it's maybe if they changed the weapon for a snowplow and just laid that down. That'd <laughs> yeah, be that'd, fine. Be, <laughs> that'd be yeah, just a huge scoop. Yeah, I'd love to see how effective that is. Probably not at all, but it'd be interesting to watch that. At one point, the Gabriel team are like, do you want us to give your robot another hit? And Beast team are like, yeah. I think Gabriel's... Because... To wake it up, Gabriel yeah. just gives yeah. it a really hard tap. And Beast sort of comes to life for a second there. For a second, but yeah. it becomes clear that Beast aren't going to come to life. No, no, no. Really, They're, they can't move much. Shimmy on the spot is best they can do. Yeah. Gabriel... Leave Beast alone because they don't want to do any more damage to and the robot. Jonathan Pierce is furious about this. <laughs> like, just got you damage. need the knockout points. You need yeah. the points. What are you doing? Oh my god! You got to hit him, kill him, kill him all. He's basically screaming for blood. Yeah, and then the timer runs out, and luckily, Dead Metal comes to calm down Jonathan Pierce by just, mm. <laughs> just by delivering killing blows. I yeah. love that. It's, after all that, and Gabriel deciding they don't want to destroy this person's robot, they've won the match. Dead metal come over to just, just <laughs> kill it anyway. Lays into it anyway. So, yeah, it gets to the judge's decision, and um, this was a bit strange, really. Well, the judges give Gabriel the full three points for a knockout victory, because as far as they're concerned, Beast were immobilised for more than ten seconds, and therefore it counts as a knockout. Yeah. I think that's fair. It's not like, like what would there be to judge of that match? Gabriel winning? Well, then it's not really judge's decision, is it? No, exactly. It's a bit of a strange one. 
So they go with if you're immobilized for ten seconds, it's considered a knockout, and you do get the full. Technically, three points. that is the case anyway. My guess is the reason the ten second timer didn't start during the match is because Beast were technically moving, but as far as the judges are concerned, shimmying on the spot and not being able to do anything counted as immobilized yeah. to them as as good as immobilized, and therefore Gabriel get the full knockout points. Yeah, strange match. Very but... strange. <laughs> Always interesting to see something new. Gabriel said they wanted to be the good guys, and they showed mercy they instead did. of destroying the robot. They are robot. sticking with it. They are actually they are, sticking. They are with genuinely them. going for being the good guys of Robot Wars. Yep, good for them. And that leads us on to Ironside Three versus Pulsar in a who can annihilate who match. Spinner versus Spinner, um, two different types of Spinner. Well, this I mean, I thought the match was over straight away because Pulsar goes charging in one hit. And Ironside is upside down and them pretty and much immobilized. Pretty much done. It's Pulsar get a little too cocky, really. Instead of just leaving it and going, right, we've done it. Pulsar decide mm. to actually continue attacking, yeah. pushing Ironside into Sakilalot. Who then sort of helps Ironside back up. Well, I think Sakilalot, what Sakilalot was trying to do is do his usual pick them up, roast them, throw Hook them in the pit. Yeah, yeah. But in the process of trying to pick up Ironside, doesn't get a grip. Yeah. And Ironside ends up back on his feet, and it ends up in just a actual kind of chaotic, yeah, just scramble. Pulsar now realizing that, oh, great, the fight's actually going that we should have just won. Yeah. But Ironside's um, spinner can't move at all, so that's completely dead. So Ironside immediately goes straight for the pit button. Pulsar now not moving, somehow immobilized. Oh, again, isn't it? Again. The drive's gone, something's happening where it, it keeps intermittently cutting out and it's yeah. cut out. Ironside decide, well, time to pit them. And they do, and then they pit themselves as well because they're a bit too eager. Well, I think the idea is you're using all of your strength to push the bot in. And once the bot's over, you've kind of still got forward held down. So you're yeah. just so flying in after it. Should have nudged them in, but... yeah. In a way, it's good that it was a double pit because that goes to a judge's decision and the judges rule that Pulsar win, like, fully. As far as they're concerned, Ironside 3 were immobilised for more than 10 seconds again to yeah. start with and was... therefore that's where the fight ended and it's a full knockout victory. Exactly. It was that one hit at the beginning. Pulsar has one hit knockout power. But why didn't the fight end then? I guess because Pulsar decided... Pulsar to... kept going. Yeah, if he'd backed off, maybe that mm. would have called it. But then what would have happened if Pulsar got pitted because the judges ruled that Pulsar won by knockout? Not but they by both judges fell decision. into the pit. Yeah, but... So if only Pulsar fell into pit, what would have happened to that knockout earlier? Yeah, would that knockout... What mm. would the judges have decided? Would they have called a rematch? Good point. Because if they're, if, as far as they're concerned, it's a knockout. That would have been essentially two knockout victories in the same match for each team. Hmm. So then who wins? <laughs> and you can't have a draw. That doesn't work. They would have had to restart the match, maybe. Maybe they would have had to have a rematch, but it didn't happen. Pulsar. It didn't happen. No. It was a double pit, winners. which took it to just the judges. Judges saw that Ironside had been knocked out. Pulsar did the damage, legit. So Pulsar wins, which takes us to the final match of the evening. Now... I'm not saying. How do you? Do I'm some this? sort of robot wars predicting god. Nostradamus. But much? I said, Pulsar versus Gabriel. So Rob just reached into the future and pulled out Pulsar, which is logical, and Gabriel, which was really strange. 
I just something about Gabriel made me look at it and go, I don't know. I just, I just, I felt like it was gonna do fairly well. I don't know why. You saw those big, huge, exposed wheels and thought they'll but do they're well. They're not normal wheels. They're not normal. Nothing I didn't realise they Gabriel. were this not normal. I didn't realise they were this resilient. Oh man. But I couldn't, when it got to the final, I was like, I can't believe that the match I predicted wasn't actually the one that happened. But it was. So, I mean, we should have had a league going based on our predictions. Yeah, we really should have been keeping track Like two points for a correct final and then three points for a correct, um... Yeah, yeah. Um, like winner. Yeah. So we could have keep track of how badly you whipped my butt at predicting (laughs) finals. (laughs) Okay, so... so this is basically... Pure destruction always goes for the kill, uh-huh. even when he's beat a robot, still comes for it, uh-huh. versus a smart robot built with the competition in mind that is merciful and won't destroy a robot if it's already beaten. Two complete opposites, yeah. but both very well built and very, very viable competitors. Exactly. And the match itself is a credit to that because they really go for it this is an epic this is yeah. a full-on proper almost technically perfect scientific yeah. robot wars fight they both use their advantages and exactly. yeah uh, on one another i mean pulsar keeps going in with the damage but gabriel it, it kind of evades it a lot and goes over pulsar quite yeah, a pulsar lot. in comparison to gabriel it's tiny. Yeah. I mean, in terms of weight, they're almost identical. But thanks to Gabriel's ridiculously massive stilt leg, giraffe leg wheels, that's the only part Pulsar can actually attack. But the, And again, what are these wheels made of? Because they take every hit. Well, they, at the end of the match, Dara hands Pulsar a piece of their weapon. That, uh, wow. No, not Pulsar. They hand Gabriel a piece of their weapon yeah. that Pulsar tore off. Which means that solid steel weapon got destroyed by Pulsar's drum spinner, but the wheels didn't. The wheels and the wheels were took working. how many shots? Exactly. Over and over again, they just get hit, and Gabriel's wheels are just fine. It's not all the time. But then at the other end of the spectrum, Gabriel cannot land a proper clean shot on Pulsar until we start getting the Pulsar control problem. Exactly. Pulsar stops. It seems to go. On for a little while, just fine. Yeah. Then after a minute, minute and a half or so, about halfway through the match, it gets to a point where 15 seconds or so it's on, then five seconds it's off, and mm-hmm. then 10 seconds it's back on, and then mm-hmm. 10 seconds it's off again. It's almost like the robot is constantly switching off. Intermittent problems. Intermittent problems. And Gabriel take a full advantage of it. So every time it stops moving, they get a good few thwacks off on mm. it. Thwacks. Thwacks. <laughs> It's it's really hard. To, like I was watching it and I was thinking, I know this is going to go to a judge's decision, but I can't for the life of me figure out which bot is going to win. Because you've got Gabriel, who are surviving, who are evading. Mm-hmm. But who, Pulsar's bringing all that aggression. But Pulsar is aggressive and doing all the damage and very much in control when they're alive. Mm. But they keep losing power so to speak yeah or they're losing drive not power necessarily but huge technical issues are bogging them down yeah you could argue against oh if they were as a robot that could push pulsar would probably have been pitted very quickly definitely because pulsar would have lost their drive which means it would have been easy for 
a push bot to get behind them. Even if the pulsar started going again, it wouldn't have mattered because the push would have started. They were almost lucky that they faced Gabriel, which is weird because Gabriel is such a great robot and it's such, it's so close though. In terms of everything, you know, Gabriel probably had control on their side. Pulsar have the damage and aggression, I guess. But even then, neither one took much damage. You could almost say they're even in that respect because there but- wasn't a lot of major damage on each robot i think with the when it comes to aggression the judges seem to favor it yeah they want you to be trying to win a fight yeah so whereas gabriel may have been trying to do some damage pulsar was at least connecting with its weapon and it did keep going right up until obviously the intermittent stops and then the final i mean essentially it could have almost ended up in a knockout if pulsar stayed dead for too long it would have been a knockout victory yeah. for gabriel and it was probably close to happening quite a few times yeah like really close to happening quite a few times very close fight i still don't know what the hell gabriel's wheels are made of but it's i swear they've invented some crazy material that's like brand new like it's some sort of it's it's not plastic. It's not metal. It's just it's, I don't know what it is. Like built with unobtainium or something. Yes, yeah, like. I don't know how they've done it. <laughs> it's crazy. They're like they're these big plasticky wheels, and somehow they survive everything. So it goes to the judges' decision. Yep. And the judges go with Pulsar. Was that the right choice? Probably. It would have been more definitively the right choice if Pulsar didn't start having technical issues. Mm. Because you could argue that collectively they were out of action for quite a long time in that match. And Gabriel didn't necessarily do anything wrong. Mm. So I I honestly didn't know who they were going to say, the judges. Honestly had no idea. But Pulsar is our winner and Pulsar's going through to the grand final. So talk about dramatic. So dramatic. But... I've got to say, I did. I predicted Gabriel would win in my mm-hmm. prediction. Uh, oh, I predicted Pulsar was going to win. So you oh, got, I got that. You got that. I got I the got match. One. I got one. That's God, great. I got. I didn't. <laughs> I didn't honestly think Gabriel would end up proper standing a chance of winning it mm. in the end. I thought it would be a massive upset. But if Gabriel would have won, it wouldn't have been looked upon as an upset, really. Gabriel was great at avoiding damage. Not that good at dishing damage out. No, it needs to be very, very accurate. I mean, it seems like when the hits come off, they hit quite hard, but they don't have that power of, say, Thor's axe, which is you know a pneumatic-powered yeah. system, so exactly. you've got that huge speed behind it. This is more relying on a bit of swing plus gravity, yeah, a bit of torque, and it'll just... And hopefully it'll, it'll landing in just the right place as Hopefully well. it'll land in just yeah. the right place and do a nice bit of smashy, smashy damage. But yeah. it is made more for endurance really gabriel is yeah because god we saw it fly all around the arena in different fights landing on all kinds of parts seeming to bend up and break and then just get put itself back together when they announce the ending the gabriel team look a little bit disheartened but they've actually got nothing to be ashamed of they took the strangest entry of the night not like strangest looking but definitely strangest design and carried it right the way through to a final yeah, very, very, yeah. very well. I've got it. It's um, you know the T one thousand in rope and um, Terminator. Yeah, I mean that liquid metal. That's what the wheels made. That's of. probably what it's made of. They yeah. reached into the future, Ch- 
the fictional future. The fictional future, future took the uh, took all of that Skynet technology, brought made, it back, and made two wheels, and made a robot wars entry with it. Because <laughs> that's what you do when you can time travel. Oh dear, that was great. I really liked it. I mean, what are you going to give the whole show out of Philippa Foresters? Out of what Philippa Foresters? Well, out of five Philippa Foresters. I'm going to give this. Ooh. This was a f- this was fun. This was very fun. Oh, there weren't many dull moments actually. Thinking about it, you had one robot going out in flames. You had a dramatic late entry that turned out to be the winner of the show. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm gonna give it. I just don't know. I'm gonna give it a solid four. A four. Yeah. Ah, uh, that's a good choice. Good choice. What'd you go with? Well, I went with three and a half. Oh, okay. But the problem is I am making a direct comparison with last week where Apollo just laid waste to everything. That's true. I'd say Pulsar's awesome, but we haven't seen the full potential of that robot yet. I want to see it last an entire match without any technical problems. And I want to see the the drum would be more effective against a a flatter, slower opponent where it could actually get in and start wrecking underneath the bot. Well, good luck to them, because they've got TR2, Shockwave, Carbide, and Apollo, and whoever the wild card's going to be. Oh, man. And the wild card officially been announced now. It is going to be decided by the judges based on the runners-up for each of the heats. Mm -hmm. The judges will pick one based on everything, not just the amount of points they got, Mm -hmm. but in terms of match performance, in terms of how well it's built, everything. Now, who do you think it will be out of the runners-up? Because... (sighs) There's now, I'd say, two contenders, really. Yeah. And they are Thor and Gabriel. Exactly. Now, <laughs> Which everybody I like. and their everybody is saying Thor. And when you think about it, Thor was that good as well. They were pretty destructive. It's, it was almost a bit of a fluke that they ended up losing in the end. Exactly. Not to take anything away from, I think it was Shockwave. But... The thing with Thor is, not only was its axe incredibly dangerous but also the control the way he drove for was so awesome pure experience exactly but then there's gabriel but gabriel won't be able to do the damage won't be able to do the damage but you could argue had possibly the closest final fight one of the closest fights yeah in the whole competition they were a few i mean they could easily have been two seconds away from being in the final if Pulsar had stayed out for a little longer. I think the problem is, if you're going to be in the grand final, you have to have some level of knockout power. And I don't think Gabriel has it. That's a good Gabriel point. Gabriel is they, not an aggressive robot. They're a judge's decision winner. Exactly. They are a technical winner. They they win by points. They, they survive, they evade, and they just get strikes for Floyd points, Mayweather. basically. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they, they, they are the Floyd Mayweather. They are the Floyd Mayweather of, of the Robot Wars world. Guess, It'll be interesting so. to see. I, I, we'll discuss, I mean, we're discussing the wild card and stuff now. Mm. That's something just discussed in our pre-show ramblings. Oh, obviously. We'll go into next greater week, detail. Because we've got the five plus wild cards of the six finalists. Mm-hmm. We have TR2, Shockwave, Carbide, Apollo, Pulsar, and Wildcard. Four. <clears throat> If you had to pick right now, obviously we'll go into way more detail next recording, but who on the spot right now, gun to your head, going to pick? Apollo. Apollo. 
All right. I may change my mind when it comes to the our official pick mm-hmm. next week. But, but right, right now, now, the first name I thought of was nice. Apollo. Good it choice. Was purely Good based choice. on could I see each of the possible, even the wild card possibilities? Mm. Could I see each robot there being flipped out of the arena by Apollo? Yeah, he could. Mm. Good point. Good point. I'm going to go with Carbide. Pure destruct. Probably the most destructive we've seen. One of the most destructive. The seen, most easily. dangerous. The, probably the the spinner that's lived up to the name the most. Exactly. Crazy. I mean, Apollo. Could uh, could they get underneath and flip Carbide before getting wrecked by the spinner? It all depends on control there. That's control. About control. The slope of Apollo's flipper, maybe. Do you know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. it's difficult, really. Oh, this tough. is stuff we'll all talk about, but it's yeah, so exciting. All, I mean, it's going to be really, really great. This grand finals lineup is so good. It's a really good grand final lineup. Six robots, there'll be one winner. We'll find out next week. So if you enjoyed the podcast, follow us on Twitter <laughs> at Podcast Activate. And if you want to send us a message, you can send us one on Twitter or via um, email. Email us at activatepodcast at gmail.com. That's right. We will read out the email and discuss it at great length and then end up going on a bit of a tangent and forgetting that we're supposed to be talking about what's on TV. So if you want to do that, we're more than happy to. Yeah, we'll do that. We'll happily. Please rate us and follow us on iTunes and SoundCloud. I forgot what ones we were on there for a second. <laughs> yeah, leave ratings, leave reviews, follow us, subscribe. All of those things help. And we'll see you next week for the grand final. And we'll finally get a new official Robot Wars champion of the world. of the world <laughs> UK entries well no, oh, no there no, wasn't no, no, there, there was there one was, from the Netherlands there so one the Netherlands. International. Netherlands we're international, international now as long as you've got one one, one team from outside the UK it is an international competition and therefore it's a world championship exactly world championship settled next Sunday <laughs>